Well, that's it, MJ. Training camp is done. But before we get to the regular season, before we get to next week, game week, there are some important decisions that need to be made with this team regarding the roster. As we welcome you into a Friday edition of Cards Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And that's what this show is going to be about, going from 74 players to 53 and then, of course, a 16-man practice squad. It is going to be a busy 24, 48 hours for general manager Steve Keim and head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Craig, can you believe we made it? <laughs> we did. Now, it looked, it looked, you know, early in the offseason. We're like, is this really going to happen? And you got to give the NFL and all 32 clubs a lot of credit because players are getting tested daily. There's protocols. There's different tiers. And... We obviously were able to do our, our, our shows out here, so thanks to everyone involved. But, you know, the main thing is, Craig, is that th- this looks like it's really going to happen. And so we will get into the roster, but just the excitement and, you know, on paper this team has definitely improved the roster. And I always think it comes down to players. Yes, coaching matters, um, but on Sunday you're relying on your players, and I think they've made major strides again on paper. So curious to see what it's going to look like. Uh, I do think that they like a lot of these young players and possibly they can bring them back on on the practice squad. Uh, There's some stipulations. You can add some veteran players, but they would have to clear waivers. But I I think they're in a much better spot. Matter of fact, I looked it up earlier this morning and it looks like five new starters on offense and five new starters on defense. Okay. And let's hope that those new faces are upgrades over a year ago. That's what you always have to hope for. But I want to go back to something you said moments ago, and I want to echo it. Props to everyone uh, across the league, all teams, uh, throughout the Cardinals organization for where we are right now because there were some people out there that did not give the NFL a chance, did not think we would get to this point. Now, I'm going to knock on wood and everything else, cross my fingers, but we are there. We are one week away from a football Friday during the regular season, only days before the Cardinals travel to San Francisco and play the 49ers in week one. But the question upon us here, MJ, is what will those 53 players look like? The roster as far as who makes it and then the breakdown as far as position by position. This is kind of our guess, if you will. It's our opportunity to sit in that general manager's chair. We've always discussed it, and people out there, the Bird Gang, you've done it as well. Everyone thinks that they can be a general manager of an NFL team, so now is our opportunity to be Steve Keim. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe he listens to our opinions and, and thoughts and, uh, and makes it decision based off uh, what we're saying here on cards cover two yeah listen those are big (laughs) shoes to fill um again he know i know one percent it's less than what steve kime knows there's so much that goes involved we don't know the behind the scenes when it comes to contract status yes we have numbers but is that player part of the core of the future is there a player they really like they're going to try to slide on the practice squad so i want to make this very clear this is the initial 53-man roster that we will, we will see at some point Saturday afternoon, late Saturday afternoon. Normally the Cardinals are one of the last to do it. Um, that can change within 24 to 48 hours. So we're going to try to take a stab at this um, initial 53-man roster. And according to Steve Keim, um, he thinks when it comes to the um, uh, inside linebackers, 
uh, secondary. And I'm going to put the outside linebackers there. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he said that in the running back position, these are going to be tough decisions for the Arizona Cardinals. Though head coach Cliff Kingsbury, his last media availability of training camp and the last time we will hear from him until we get to next week, said, quote, roster-wise, it's pretty close to being set regarding a 53-man roster. So at this point, the Cardinals have a good idea of who they're going to keep. And keep in mind, this would have been something that would have happened after the fourth and final preseason game to where a player on that Thursday night, typically in Denver or hosting the Broncos at State Farm Stadium, where you might be able to make one last case to be included on that 53. And as Steve Kime mentioned during the red and white practice on television, you know, that's where Dennis Gardeck, uh, he played well. Now we always go back and look at Cap Cappy, and, and the Cardinals made the right decision there. He's, he hasn't been in the – just using an example. And then Trent Sherfields and the Ezekiel Turners, and unfortunately these guys didn't have that opportunity. But, you know, when you when you look at it, I, I always think, you know, usually, Craig, 99.9% of your roster going to camp is going to be your team. Now the Cardinals did add – Trey Kirkpatrick, a late addition, uh, you know, could be the day one starter opposite of Peterson. Um, So when you look at it from when they're they're looking at it, I always think that between 45 and 48 players, when they go to camp, they know these guys are going to make the roster based on starters, depth, salaries. Um, how, how many more years are I under contract? And then I think there's those, those last five to eight, maybe five to eight, where you got, you got to figure out who's the best at the bottom of the roster. And they'll continue to turn that roster over based on waiver claims and, and possibly uh, street-free agents. So uh, I like where they're at. But I'm not surprised that they're close to 53 because, again, 99.9% of your team going to camp usually ends up on your roster in a week. Well, the 53-man roster. Before we go position by position, let's remind Cardinal fans that if you haven't done so already, update to the latest version of the Cardinals mobile app today. The update features an all-new redesigned home screen experience. Visit azcardinals.com slash app for more. All right, let's dive into this. And typically, you've always said it's 25 players on offense, 25 players on defense, and then, of course, your three special teams players. But as we go offense first here and looking at the quarterback position, currently on the roster, Kyler Murray, Brett Hundley, Chris Strebler. My personal opinion, all three are going to make the initial 53-man roster. Wow. That's Man. just me. I'm going out on a limb, perhaps, but uh, I no. believe they'll keep three quarterbacks. Okay, and I, and I understand that. And Kingsbury opened that door saying, you know, we, we like what Chris has done, and obviously they like what Brett, Brett Hundley's done. You know, Brett Hundley does have it's, – it's a small number, but he has a, he has a guarantee of a million dollars, not that you would make that decision on that. I just think, Craig, if, if obviously if Kyler Murray goes down – um, you know, it's going to be difficult for anybody, even though they'll try to keep the same offense and protection. Um, but I just trust Brett, Brett Hundley. He, yeah, he got on some games last year. He played well in Seattle, um, and he's got experience. He's backed up uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Yeah, didn't get really a chance to play in both situations, limited time. Uh, so I feel more comfortable going into the season. And, and if in a perfect world, Chris Streveler, I try to slide into their practice squad. Well, I'm not buying – what Kingsbury tried to sell earlier this week with respect to Hunley and Strevler battling it out for the number two 
position. Uh, that, that, that's, just, that's just me. I think it's firmly Huntley's job. He'll be the backup, and Strebler will be that third quarterback, maybe Taysom Hill-ish, but someone that can also play on special teams if we got a chance to uh, read between the lines when special teams coordinator and assistant head coach Jeff Rogers addressed the media during training camp. So that's three, meaning now you're keeping an extra quarterback, which is going to come at the cost at another spot, and that's something you have to weigh. Well, first of all, even if Streveler in your scenario makes the right, would he be active on game day? You're talking about a guy who's going to play five to eight, to maybe nine snaps, maybe. Um, and quite frankly, and I think Kingsbury would probably think along this lines. I can't speak for him, but I'm not taking Kyler Murray off the field. Yeah, we had that discussion when Streveler was signed. I, you know, I don't. It looks good on paper, but I'm sorry, Murray is too good and too athletic to where what does Strebler give you if he's under center in the shotgun that Murray can't give you? Well, I mean, there's, there's, you know, again, is he a gadget guy? Because we refer to him as, as the Tyson Hill of the Cardinals, long way to go. I mean, Tyson Hill could be the starting quarterback next year in in New Orleans. Um you know, you can you can have him in the game if he's active. You can have him in the game, and, and Murray just maybe goes out to the wide receiver position, and you maybe run a gadget play. But you're chipping your hand there. I mean, Cliff knows more than I do about it, but um, I I just think you go into the season with two quarterbacks because now we're going to get into how many running backs do they keep, how many wide receivers they keep, and how many offensive linemen keep. We we think they're probably going to keep three tight ends, which we'll get into. So it's a really a numbers game, and you got to figure out who's going to be active on game day. Strevler doesn't have the experience to play on special teams. But there is a reason why they signed him. Now, did they get enough of a look, including all of the offseason, a lot of Zoom meetings, and here in training camp that tipped it in his favor to make the 53? Listen, it wouldn't surprise me if he has an opportunity to be the backup next year. Okay. I didn't think about that, but that's a good point. Absolutely. Because Hundley's on the last year of a one-year contract. So yeah, it would make some sense. And he's, he's very similar to Murray. Now, Hundley can run the, the zone read. He can run the RPOs. Maybe they think he's a year away. You know, put him in the system. He's got the athleticism. Now, I don't think he's a speed guy, but he's he's he's, he's athletic. Uh, he can catch the ball. He can throw it. He can run it. Uh, again, I don't think he's going to outrun anybody, but maybe they're looking at him as more part of the future. All right, let's move to the running back position. They have five on the roster, and we know Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds are locks as far as your starter and your number two. The question becomes, DJ Foster, Eno Benjamin, Jonathan Ward, do you keep three? Do you keep four? I've kind of gone back and forth on this, but how do you feel about the running back position? Well, I know that James Saxon was really impressed with D.J. Foster. Now the question is going to come, can he stay healthy? I thought he showed some burst. Um, he's a guy that plays on special teams. But I just think when when you have your bell cow and Kenyon Drake and then a change of pace guy in Chase Edmonds, the Cardinals don't have a third down back. I think Eno Benjamin could be your third running back. That means he would be active on game day. Um, don't know how many touches he would get as a running back, but maybe he's part of that return game. Maybe he could be, I, I think when you look at it on paper, Christian Kirk could eventually be the punt returner. They haven't announced anything, no depth chart. But I think Benjamin could be an option as a kick returner. Now, ball security is going to be a big issue there. Um, um, but I think upside-wise, I think Benjamin may have a little bit more upside. I think D.J. Foster is more 
um, of a special teams player. Um, I think they both can catch the ball, but I think Foster's probably better in pass protection. When Eno Benjamin was drafted in the seventh round, my immediate thoughts were, all right, well, we've got two Sun Devils and Foster and Benjamin battling for one job. And now my thinking has changed. I think both make it and four running backs make the roster. And why I feel that way is because of Foster's ability in special teams and how better of a we've been told how much better he is at pass protection than Eno Benjamin. And all plays a factor. And again, we don't have the benefit of practice film. We don't have the benefit of you know what is being discussed in meetings. But uh, it, put it this way: much like I'm going out on a limb, maybe with three quarterbacks, four quarter, uh, four running backs for me make this team. I'm going to go three, and Foster would be eligible for the practice squad. And I really like Jonathan Ward. He wears number 38. He kind of looks like Andre Ellington. You know, obviously Ellington had some injuries where maybe he didn't live up to par. He was a fifth-round pick. This young man's an undrafted free agent. I like his size. Uh, so there could be two options. If you only go with three, you can have two on the on the practice squad. All right, so that's a big decision. And General Manager Steve Kahn, as you alluded to, brought up that running back room on the red and white practice broadcast with Paul Calvisi and Ron Wolfley. Now, wide receiver, here's the debate. Do you keep six or do you keep seven? And, of course, if you keep seven, that means you're going one less at another position. I'm keeping six. And now, who are the top six guys? Well, just based on you know what you hear and see, meaning Zoom meetings, coaches talking up certain players, um, uh, you, you, got, you got a chance to see a little bit of the red and white practice. So it starts with Fitz, Hopkins, Kirk. I'm going to put Isabella in there at number four, even though I like Sherfield just as much, but I understand Andy's a second-round pick. And then I'm going to go Keyshawn Johnson. Now, I didn't mention Akeem Butler. Um, to me, I don't think he's shown enough. You know, he's a late pick, and, you know, obviously he missed last year. So that's my top six guys. I'm going to add Trent Sherfield because I think he makes this team, once again, on special teams as far as amongst the wide receivers. Now, I don't know how much wide receiver time he's going to get. Right. But he will certainly be a benefit of the fact that his first two years in the league, he's made a mark on special teams. So that's Fitz, Hopkins, Kirk, Isabella, Johnson, and Sherfield. And I, I don't know. They're, they're, that, this might be the wild card here as far as an extra receiver. And it's because of special teams. We don't know about punt returner. We don't know about kick returner. But we do know that JoJo Ward has the speed of someone that perhaps could be a surprise to make the team an undrafted rookie free agent. It is going to be real difficult because Kingsbury earlier this week mentioned that there would be more carryover perhaps because of the lack of an offseason and preseason game. So more difficult for the newcomers to make the 53-man roster. But uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna make JoJo Ward one of my last roster picks. So I'm going to go seven wide receivers. Okay, I'm going to go six and, you know, Obviously, if they decide to, you know, I guess we'll wait and see what happens with Keem Butler. But Johnny Johnny Dixon, they like him. He mentioned him possibly, you know, down the road as a returner. And then JoJo Ward, I think he's flashed here. And that's something the Cardinals don't have on the roster. So I, I understand what you're doing there. I think these a couple of these guys. And A.J. Richardson, you know, he's on the practice squad last year. 
I do think you're going to have two or three wide receivers on the practice if they clear waivers. So I think Dixon, um, Richardson, and Ward would be uh, excellent candidates for the practice squad. Tight end position. And I think we're in agreement here that they will keep three. Max Williams, Dan Arnold, and Darrell Daniels, they all do a little something different. The odd man out here is Dylan Cantrell, who was a late addition to the roster, signed uh, two years removed from being a or being coached by Kingsbury at Texas Tech, but missed some time early in training camp because of an undisclosed injury. So he might be a little bit further away from actually being ready for the NFL, but uh, Max Williams, Dan Arnold, and Darrell Daniels, and I think, uh, I don't think there's any debate on that. And then the the question though becomes just how much do we see the tight end once the regular season begins? I would agree with that, and and I think uh, Cantrell would be a, another option for the practice squad. All right, the last position group on the offensive side, and with me, since I went heavy at running back and I went heavy at quarterback, this is where I go light, and this is probably what's going to penalize me in the long run once we finally do get that 53-man roster. But the offensive line, how many do you keep? My number is nine. So you got your five starters and four backups. All right, who are your four backups? All right, the four backups, and this is assuming, based off what Kingsbury and Sean Kluger has said, that Kelvin Beecham's my starting right tackle. So that means Justin Murray, Max Garcia, Josh Jones are the backups along with Lamont Gilliard as your backup center. Okay. Uh, I can see him keeping nine. Um, so your four backups would be uh, Justin Murray, Max Garcia, Josh Jones, and who's the fourth? Lamont Gilliard. Okay, I I think they go nine there. I, I was leaning with 10, um, but Sam Jones, to me, could be a, an option for the practice squad. Um, Coda, Coda Martin could be an option for the practice squad. Now, you don't have Josh Miles? Correct, and he'd be another guy that would be perhaps practice squad eligible, Brett Toth as well. It's Again, this is where you know, you know your starters, and then all of a sudden it's, okay, we need to come up with backups. Who, who's our second team? And hopefully we never get to that point to where we have to use a Max Garcia or a Lamont Gilliard on the interior. But you have to be prepared. You have to be ready. And that's why I'm kind of, even though I'm saying nine, it seems a little light, especially with an offensive line, because they're the ones that never come off the field. Well, you, you dress eight on game day. So uh, because I went light at running back and because I went light at quarterback, I'm going to take Josh Miles, number 10. Okay. And again, DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh, Mason Cole, J.R. Sweezy, and Kelvin Beecham are your starters from left to right uh, with depth. And Kugler was very uh, emphatic as far as praising those second-team guys that he would have no hesitation to insert, whether it was a Josh Jones or a Max Garcia, Lamont Gilliard, Justin Murray, as far as penciling them in, well, not penciling them, putting them in, if need be because of an injury. Yeah, and, and that's the interesting thing about Lamont Gilliard. I mean, technically, Max Garcia is going to be active on game day because he can play, play both left and right guard. And you got to assume that when you can do that, you also probably are an emergency at center. So he's going to be active. But Gilliard's background is playing center. 
and obviously maybe you know Mason Cole's young maybe uh, Lamont Gilliard finds out I got to be able to play all three positions here so um, but I'm going to go with 10 because I went light at a couple of other positions. All right. So the offense is set as we continue here on this Friday edition of Cards Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. We are acting as if we are general manager Steve Keim and going from 74 to 53 by the Saturday 1 p.m. deadline. And, of course, the 16-man practice squad as well comes later on during the weekend and everything will become official next week on Monday when the Cardinals hold their first practice of game week. That's right. The first game is just now one week away. All right. Subscribe to the Arizona Cardinals podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen to your favorite shows on the go like Cardinals Underground, The Big Red Rage, The Cardinals Red Sea Report, and, of course, this show, Cardinals Cover 2. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. Turning to the defense, the defensive line, the guys in the trenches, you have a 3-4 front seven. So maybe you don't need as many defensive linemen if you're going with a 4-3. But if you're looking at D-linemen, MJ, right now, nine on the roster. How many does this team keep? Well, usually you want to keep seven on the active roster, and then you may want to try to slide someone to the practice squad. So you look at the three starters in in Zach Allen, Corey Peters, and Jordan Phillips. And then I think Jonathan Buller is going to be probably one of the first rotation guys in there. Um, and then you can throw in the two draft picks, uh, Lucky uh, Fotua and then Richard Lawrence. Um, you know, Corey Peters will be in the inside. So I would keep seven. Uh, maybe Miles Brown is the guy you try to slide in the practice squad. And then you look at a guy like uh, Travion Clowney. Or Cl- Travon Coley. Coley, excuse me. He's been in the league four years. I don't know how that would affect um, – but I think it's just a numbers game, and they kind of like some of the younger players. Michael Dogby was also praised by defensive coordinator Vance Joseph this week as well. And, yeah, this is this is another tough decision, at least for me, because I went light. I only selected six. Peters, Phillips, Allen as your starters, Bullard, and then the two draft picks, Fotu and Lawrence. And you certainly – played and were comfortable with a Michael Dogby and a Miles Brown a year ago um, but I think that's just going to get caught up in a numbers game and there's just not you, look you can't keep everyone MJ and that's and that's the tough decisions that are made by general managers and front office executives because you have to tell these players in the case for the Cardinals you have to tell 21 between now and the weekend that you know what we signed you for a reason. We like what you can do, but we just don't have the room. There's someone that is just a little bit better, someone ahead of you right now. So, you know what? Keep your phone ready. Maybe we get uh, in a pinch and your phone rings. Pick it up, answer it, and uh, maybe you're coming back. But uh, I think defensive line, because you're going to have a nice rotation and maybe you maybe you play more linebackers than you play defensive linemen this season so you go with just the six so my seven Allen Bullard Dogby Phillips Lucky Foto Richard Lawrence and Corey Peters okay that's my seven and I think they can slide maybe a Miles Brown on the practice squad now the fact that he was starting last year Craig undrafted free agent that just tells you how much they needed to improve on that front seven well yeah they're I mean you've got starting experience yes but they were starting because it was uh, not, not a well, revolving Gunter. door. But it was, it was 
yeah, you lost uh, guys uh, either due to off-the-field issues or to injury issues, right. and all of a sudden you are signing guys off the street and saying, you know what, we need you to go play. Right, and Miles Brown was in – he was in an undrafted free agent, so he was in camp the whole time. Um, and that's just – you know, you want to see what you have. But clearly they've upgraded that position by drafting, you know, two run stuffers, and hopefully Rashard Lawrence can do more than that. Uh, we know they're obviously going to be in there to occupy space and try to, you know, uh, you know, let the linebackers shoot the gaps so they can get tackled for losses. So I definitely think they upgrade, and that, that's the reason why I think Miles Brown could be a practice squad option. All right, from the defensive line, we get to the second level, linebackers, and we're going to kind of combine them as far as outside linebackers and inside linebackers. Let's go outside first. Chandler Jones, Devon Kennard, Hassan Reddick, I think they are safe. The question is the depth behind those guys. And, well, considering Vance Joseph brought him up, Cliff Kingsbury brought him up, Kylie Fitz, I believe, makes this team, and for me, four outside linebackers, that's your depth chart. Jones, Kennard, maybe Fitz ahead of Reddick, but those are your four. You know what? I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to add one more. Five, because Dennis Gardeck makes this team as an outside linebacker, but because of special teams. So five outside linebackers. Okay. I, I, I agree with, with about Kylie Fitz, um, just because he's 6'4", 260. Dennis Gardeck, six feet, 232. Hassan Ruddick, 6'1", 235. So he's got the size. So you look at Chandler Jones, you look at Kennard, they're your starters. And I think Kylie Fitz. Um, I think Ruddick makes a team. I think Gardeck makes a team because of special teams. Uh, I think R- Reggie Walker could be the odd man out. Okay, so we are both in agreement. Five outside linebackers. Five outside linebackers. How many inside linebackers you got? Well... I'm going to go with Hicks, Campbell, Simmons, Turner. Jeez. I want to go with Vallejo, but I I, I like Weaver. So that that's 11? That If you go both, that would be 11. I'm probably going to go nine defensive backs, though. So. I like, I you like, say you want to be a general manager, ladies and gentlemen. So you don't you have Weaver? I do not. I've got Ezekiel Turner as my fourth and final inside linebacker, keeping nine total. And once again, you're seeing it, whether it's Gardeck, Turner, uh, guys making the team, Sherfield, because of their special teams and in a pinch, if needed, they can play offense or defense. All right, I'm going to go with he's going to um, – Weaver and Tanner Vallejo and Turner are going to make the initial 53-man roster. So you're going with 11 linebackers. Whew. Okay. You're playing Two. a 3-4. That's true. And what I just said, we, they're, they're going to play more <laughs> linebackers, and here I say they're going to go like well, carry nine. Well, we could see – Yeah. We could see all three, um, you know, Simmons, Campbell, and Hicks on the field at the same time. Yeah, this is uh, it, look, it's it's not easy, especially when you get past your starters and the rotation guys. I'm gonna have to go because I didn't I didn't write 25-25, but I I feel good when I went two quarterbacks and three running backs and only six receivers, and then I went ten linemen so, and three tight ends. Hopefully that Niagara Falls math is 25. <laughs> All right, let's move 
to the secondary and some more tough decisions possibly as far as how many cornerbacks, how many safeties do you select. So the cornerback position, because this has kind of already been thrown uh, up in the air, if you will, because of the injury to Robert Alford. And uh, this might have been a, a, an easier decision, an easier discussion prior to that injury. But now Alford is done for the season, and there are some new faces and some guys that uh, maybe were released that uh, perhaps were a little bit of a surprise. Zane Lewis released and then picked up uh, earlier this training camp. So if you look at the cornerback position, Patrick Peterson, Byron Murphy, and Drake Kirkpatrick, by all accounts, is going to be in that mix as far as your top three, whether he is a week one starter on the outside, I think remains to be seen. But that is where things are trending in that direction. But after those three, MJ, where do you go? I'm still going to go with Kevin Peterson and Chris Jones. Uh, they showed the ability to know the defense. If something happens, you know, granted, you want to stick with your top three guys. You know, I was intrigued with Ken Crawley because he played in New Orleans and he played for Aaron Glenn. And if you're not familiar with Aaron Glenn, he was one of the really good corners in the NFL. I'm telling you, that same secondary, they, they play well under Dennis Allen. So I was intrigued with him, but he missed some time in camp. Um, Chase Whitaker, uh, great story, undrafted free agent. I think he's more of a practice squad option. So I, if I'm going with five corners, I'm taking the top three, and I'm going to continue to roll with Chris Jones and Kevin Peterson. I'm in agreement with you, and I like what you said about Crawley because he's kind of a wild card in this. He does have a resume, meaning he does have starting experience. So that you know, does that factor in on whether you keep him over maybe a younger player? And Jace Whitaker is certainly someone that has flashed. I think the Cardinals like what they see, but I'll go with the phrasing that Joseph used, controlled environment. They don't know what they have when the lights come on in a real live game situation, and that's the problem when you don't have preseason games, but he certainly would be someone that you could continue to develop and work with on the practice squad. He's a perfect slot receiver. I'm sorry, cornerback from a stand. He's 5'11", 185. He, he, to me, he's, he's an inside guy. Now, obviously, Murphy's much more athletic. He's bigger. He's stronger. Uh, better tackle in the open field. But, you know, when we start talking about, you know, teams going three wide, um, you do need some depth there. So Whitaker's got a long ways to go, but I would think he's a practice squad option. So five cornerbacks. That leaves us to the safety position right now the Cardinals have six on the roster with the question mark with Kentrell Bryce although Kingsbury mentioned that the injury suffered at the red and white practice not as severe as it looked so keep that in mind as well but how many safeties does this team carry into the week one contest against the 49ers well I think locks in my opinion would be Buda Baker Jalen Thompson Chris Bangio um, and then you've got to start looking at Charles Washington. Have they replaced him with other players on special teams? He's got, hey, he was a guy they claimed last year. Deontay Thompson, he's a draft pick, so I think he could be safe. I was intrigued with Bryce. Um, you're talking about a guy that's 26 years old, but maybe Banjo is the veteran guy you have back there. So how many how many safeties are you keeping? I'm keeping four. Baker, Jalen Thompson, Chris Banjo, and Charles Washington, Banjo and Washington, because of their special teams ability and the odd man out, is Deontay Thompson. And he would be eligible for the practice. Correct. Yeah, it's, I mean, to me, if you're looking at that fourth corner, I think it's going to come down to Charles Washington and 
Deontay Thompson, our safety, Deontay Thompson. You're the general manager, MJ. You're putting this team together. You tell us. Well, again, I, I can cheat here because I can go with the initial. Um, I just think Banjo is going to have a bigger role, even though it's on special time. I think if somebody gets hurt and that secondary is coming in the game, I don't know if they're comfortable or confident with Deontay Thompson. Charles Washington's more of a special teams player, so I'll, I'll if, if I only if I go with one, two, three, if I go with five, um, I'm keeping Thompson. Then. Okay. I'm keeping Thompson, and unfortunately, I just haven't seen enough from Bryce, but I think Banjo kind of fills that role. And I'm going one fewer with four. So six defensive linemen, nine linebackers, five corners, and four safety for me. And that would add up to a total of 24 on the defensive side. And that happens. 26 on offense. So I'm going a little heavier on the offensive side. And that's maybe I'm being more influenced because of Kingsbury and and his background. Yeah. No, and, and, and to me, you, you went a little bit heavy on uh, quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Yep, I had a, I had a very uh, offensive uh, but if you influence. Had, okay, but this could happen. I mean, it could be 27-23. What you're, what you're saying is because the offense – is, is is the strength of this football team? That's why they're going heavy. Not that you're not you're not just disallowing the defense, but you feel like they got you know rotation guys. They got some depth inside and outside linebacker, and and obviously secondary. Where on the offensive side, you're saying, hey, this team needs to have three run four running backs on the roster. Then you go in with seven and three quarterbacks. I, I, is that part of what your solution is? Yeah, you look at if you're going to put. The entire defense and the entire offense just list the players as far as, you know, is your fourth running back better than your seventh defensive lineman? And then does that fourth running back play special teams? What about that seventh defensive lineman? If he doesn't, then all of a sudden it's more beneficial for you to keep an extra running back or a wide receiver, as I chose to do here initially. That is what you're all weighing here when you're trying to narrow 74 guys down to 53 now typically it's 90 to 53 so or 90 to 70 well you cut that out yeah uh, but yeah, right but yeah. so that that's it, it should be a little bit easier but when you're getting down to those last handful those five or six guys that's where discussions take place and what the general manager thinks is the head coach on the same page special teams has a voice and we know jeff rogers's voice is very loud as far as who he likes for what he wants to do on that side um so it, it it's it's not easy. No, I, I, it's it's never easy because you're evaluating players and you're going to miss sometimes. But you feel like you've have enough research and coaching and film. Um, but I think this year it's going to be a little bit. Um, maybe the word is easier. I think, but I think this year because of what's transpired, they're going to be able to get some of these guys they cut back on the roster. Yes, and it it could be twelve. Now, last year they claimed five guys. They don't have the first claim. It goes by the draft order until week three. Um, but they, they could be looking at another. The problem is you don't have scouts at preseason games. Well, you don't have any film of those players, and that's something we touched on earlier this week, is if you like a player that gets released from another team, you have to go back to their college footage or you have to go back to their NFL footage because you have no footage of this year. Well, first of all – 
they if they weren't invited to the combine, they don't have the measurables. Uh, obviously, they pass NFL contract or physicals. And then if they were a small school guy, they didn't even get a pro day where you got on film in front of 32 position coaches. So I do think the process will be a little bit easier when it comes to the retaining some of these guys on the practice squad. Uh, by the way, uh, we did not forget special teams, but this probably is the easiest decision out of every position group. Zane Gonzalez is your kicker, Andy Lee is your punter, and Aaron Brewer is your long snapper. And then the question is Ryan Winslow, who has been on this team all off season, but we didn't see punt in any games because there were no games. What do you do with Winslow as far as maybe you put a punter or an extra kicker on the practice squad in the event? Because now you gotta now you got to have a backup plan in the event someone tests positive for COVID late in the week. you got to have somebody that at least is somewhat familiar, you hope, and has been part of the testing system as opposed to going outside and, and trying to get someone on a Saturday or later than that. Well, the kicker thing is, is it's a good observation on your part. I just think when you you have Andy Lee and he's up there in age and they do have a jugs machine sometimes in, in practice, but he's he does a lot of live kicking um, because of the sun and they want to make sure your return guys are paying attention. So Zane's young enough where I think he gets the reps, but it wouldn't surprise me if Winslow's on the practice squad. And something that you have always said and you've tweeted it as well, just because you do not get that tap on the shoulder or that phone call or that text message and you make the roster Initial. Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m., well, then all of a sudden there is a flood of players who become available and then it becomes a feeding frenzy. Do you sign someone after that Saturday 1 p.m. deadline? And if you do, that means you got to make another roster move. So you might have made the team – and then all of a sudden told, you know what, there's someone out there that was just a little bit better than you. Craig, when we get an opportunity for the open portion, possibly on Monday for a bonus practice for the first 20 minutes, you're going to see possibly 14 to 16 practice squad players. You're going to see the 53-man roster. So, And I don't want to mention his name, but there was a Cardinal player that made the initial 53, went out and bought a car, and he was released within 48 hours. Now, Kingsbury was asked about this process earlier on Thursday and as far as claiming players, quote, there's always a possibility. But then he added, quote, it will be less than they claimed a year ago and they claimed five players, I believe, last season because they had the number one waiver claim. Now, that's not going to be the case this time around. So, And we say you have to really like a player to claim them because now all of a sudden they are required to be on your active roster for three weeks. Well, the Cardinals had so many needs, you know, and, and because they're, they're coming off, a, you know, not so much a great season, um, they claim five guys. But I just don't think right now the ideal thing would be claim five guys, but they got to come in here and learn this offense and this defense. They have their 22 starters. They have 14 to 16 players on offense that we're going to see this year. They probably have 17 on defense. So um, I don't know if there's a player that they liked. Maybe he signed with another team in the offseason and maybe their opportunity was better and he's on the wire. You never know. But I, I just think they like the players they have in this camp right here and you can't keep everyone. It wouldn't surprise me if they claimed nobody just because of what you said they had a roster that they liked, whether it was 90 and then down to 80 
and now where they stand at 74 because those players that might not be on the 53 and get released, one, you can bring them back on the practice squad. Two, they've been with you this entire time. Well, you've seen them. You brought it up earlier. You don't want to see injuries, but you know a guy like JoJo Ward, I mean, if they need a deep threat, I mean, it could be weak. It could be week 14 where he's got to come in in a pinch. Now you got to make a roster move, a corresponding move. But, yeah, I mean, these guys have been here. They know this offense. Last year they were still figuring out the offense going into the season. And that plays a huge factor, knowledge, as opposed to sometimes that wins out over talent because then all of a sudden if you are on the field, you're reacting. You're not having to think. And you know, getting a guy like Drake Kirkpatrick, unfortunately it was because of an injury. They flooded the position. Um, he's got experience. He's got he's he's got a relationship with Vance Joseph. He, he was a former first-round pick, 2014-16. So there's familiarity there, and he's a plug-and-play guy if that happens to be the case. But I, I just don't think there's guys on the street right now um, that they they got to go through the COVID. Now the Cardinals are still working out players on Tuesdays. Every team does it. It's called a ready list. And, you know, we don't report it just because it's stuff that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But they, they look at four or five different positions to bring players in. And some of those guys are undrafted free agents. Some are veterans. So they're always ready. But I just think they really like this roster right they have right now. So you enjoy being a general manager? No. <laughs> no. It's just great sitting here um, because that's – Honestly, at a different level, these are the conversations they're having. We we don't have the the analytics part, and you know what they what the what, what they want the roster to look like age wise. And there's so many factors that goes into this. Is he part of our future? Do we ID him as a core moving forward? So I love doing it. Um, I guess we'll give you the score on Monday how he did. <laughs> it certainly is a fun exercise, but, uh, yeah, the pressure is uh, certainly not on our shoulders. It's on uh, somebody else's shoulders, and uh, we will see when everyone reconvenes on Monday for that first practice heading into the San Francisco game, the regular season just over one week away. And on that note, that's going to put a lid on this edition of Cards Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Rayolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cards Cover 2.